Welcome back to another edition of the Muddy Shoe Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Stowe, and you're listening to Episode 6. Well, I'm pretty sure everybody had, or at least I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. The day is Monday, the day after Christmas, and I wanted to get this out before the New Year's. And the person I brought on, his name is Tyler Perry. No, 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 no. This is not the Tyler Perry that's an actor, producer, and that does everything on TV. This Tyler happens to be someone that used obstacle racing to change his life. I'm not going to spoil the story. Tyler did a great job explaining where he was in life many years ago, what changed, and how he decided to kick his butt back into gear and get better, get healthier, and start doing things that made him happy. Surprisingly enough, it is obstacle racing that seems to draw this out in people. I've been saying that for the last few episodes. I'm probably going to say this over and over again because I believe it truly does give someone the strength to find something true in themselves. The, the grit is everything that makes people want to do something better. And Tyler proves it right here. He has a great story to share. I hope you enjoy it. Let's take a listen. Hey, Tyler, this is Travis. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Well, Tyler, you know, thank you for coming on the show and um, appreciate it. I know we've, I think we've been trying to get a few times scheduling this in, but I'm finally glad that we were able to get you on and let you uh, speak and share some of the things that you were able to accomplish over this year. Yeah, absolutely not a problem. I mean, everybody has their, their busy life, so it's always good to just sit down and talk to somebody about something we're both passionate about. Okay, so I saw this photo of you, and uh, first, right off the bat, you've been yeah. obstacle racing for like how long? Uh, I started... Last year in September was my first race. Okay. What was it? Uh, I ran the Savage Race in Dallas, and it was more of like it wasn't it wasn't something that I kind of just said, hey, I'm going to get up and do this. It was kind of more of a couple of buddies that are way more better shape than I am uh, signed me up for it and said, hey, we're <laughs> doing this. So they uh, they talked you in a way. Were you like expecting anything? Did you have any kind of preparation? Did they tell you what it was going to be like, or uh, what was it like for you? Well, I had seen uh, the Savage Race post on on Facebook several times, and it's one of those things. It was kind of I wanted to. Oh, I always said, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." I always kind of felt uh, weird doing them by myself because you know everybody's out there in their huge groups and right. uh, kind of kind of doing it with all their friends and i mean I, I didn't want my first race to just kind of me going out there by myself you know what i mean so that was kind of why it always got pushed back i'll do it next year i'll do it next year i'll do the next one something like that and then finally those two kind of brought it in it was kind of like all right well never, there's no going back now so that's how it's kind of how it got kind of got how it got started well what i saw from the photo is that you had a, a big life change what brought about that change and that's actually a uh, sometimes a tough story for myself. Uh, so I, I I played college soccer. I played I played sports all through high school. I played football. I played soccer. Uh, after high school, I went to a college in Oklahoma and played soccer. And I mean that was always fun. But after I got done, I mean I just you know sports were over and all that everyday working out and running and everything kind of stopped and. Uh, Ten pound gain kind of went into twenty pound gain and then. A 20 pound gain went into a 30 pound and it was a, uh, it was kind of like a downward spiral and it was weird. I always told myself, you know what? Okay. Five more pounds. And then, I mean, that's it. That's it. I've got to, 
I've got to do it, you know, and five, and then it kind of another five more pounds added to it. Cause you know, it's, it's hard once you stop and you get out of that groove, it's, it's, it's really hard to kind of get back to get yourself back into that lifestyle change. Cause really working out is not just something you say, you wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to do this. It's, it's really a lifestyle change. Oh, yeah. uh, what really happened was uh, I got up to, man, I think I finally stopped weighing myself because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to see it anymore. But I think the last number I saw was 295-ish. Wow. Uh, but I know, I know for a fact that I got up to over 300 for sure. Before you go into further, like, what were you on, you know, during the time when you were very athletic, what was your average weight? Uh 225 to 220 i think the yeah about 225 is what i always hovered at okay and that was pretty much like you had not because of the endurance you've had it wasn't fat it was actually muscle because of the 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 things that you were doing you're very active yeah exactly like i mean i've whenever i worked out i was like leg pressing i mean 800 to to 900 pounds i mean i was benching (laughs) 225 250 you know i mean i was i was I, I I was carrying my weight around well, you know what I mean? It wasn't like something that was just kind of hiding it under baggy clothes type of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, but going from there to I can see hitting closer to two or 300 and up, that's a big change. I mean, bones can only handle so much, and over a period of years, it has slowly gotten worse and worse. But And you're saying that after the sports – it was is it the the idea of the energy and the activities that you were doing or was it more of like the cuz being in sports you have the team aspect you have the things where you are committed to be not just for yourself but your teammates and when that was gone do you think that was kind of what drove the change where you weren't as energetic to do something just for yourself because it really wasn't only about yourself in the past yeah, absolutely i've uh i have never played a sport where everything was all on yourself you know, uh, there's always, so in football, I was, I played offensive line. So you always have your, your five guys and you have the, like I was a center. So you have the two guards that you can always kind of help that are always there pushing you, you know what I mean? And then yeah. in soccer, you have, I was the goalkeeper. So I had the front four of, and defensive players in front of me. And I mean, really the whole team and they had to get through everybody to get to me. So I, I could rely on them to kind of pull me out of some hard spots if I needed to. So, yeah it's always been a team sport aspect for me. I've never done anything that was basically like, all right, Tyler, this is all on you. What you want to do is how, as much as you're going to, you're going to want to do. So, well, how long has it been since you were doing the stuff in the past? Uh, I graduated in 2010. So roughly it, it it was like a five, it was a slow five years that it all kind of started packing on and packing on. It's a, it, the funny part is, is that it takes such a long time to get into shape as you experienced as you were going through and being athletic, but it's just the same way. It's not like it's a quick turn on where you start just gaining weight rapidly, unless there's a, a, an illness, but in general, it takes a very long time and the same result trying to remove that takes just as long sometimes or the struggle just because now you're adding that extra amount, but you know, you finally came across, you got pretty much committed based on your your buddies saying it's too late you're going to do this there's no way backing out which kicked you into gear to try this going into your first race what was it like for you it was uh very it was it was kind of weird it was so after 
like my last competitive soccer game, I never, I always, every time before I played, I always got like butterflies for like the first five minutes. And then all of a sudden I settled down and it was just, okay, you can go. Yeah. Uh, so I was really nervous going into this because it was one of those things that I didn't want to go out there and kind of embarrass myself. You know what I mean? It's Cause I've always, I always played at a high level, so I didn't want to go out there and embarrass myself. I mean, it didn't matter what other people thought, but just, to myself i'm really hard on myself when it comes to things like that so uh i was nervous but excited at the same time because i had been saying for years that i wanted to run one but i never did so finally whenever it kind of kicked in like hey you're gonna do this it was all right well i better start getting ready and then slowly as it got closer and closer the kind of butterflies kind of got there and got there uh kind of built up a little bit but as soon as uh, they counted down and ready, set, go, it was it was the exact same feeling that I got every time I played a team sport my entire career. You know, just the rush, nervous. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was. There's nothing like it. You know what I mean? And what's even crazier is you think you you really think that in your before you run one, you really think that those are all individual sport, and they're really not because everybody out there running those races the 3,000, 4,000 people that are out there running those races are all out there for the exact same thing. And that's to have fun and do something that they didn't think they could do. Absolutely. I mean, I would just, you'd run up there and you'd be like struggling on a, struggling on an obstacle and somebody comes up and they're just like, you need some help. Yeah, I do really. (laughs) So it was, it's kind of weird. I mean, just all these strangers you've never talked to before, uh, basically feel like they're your best friends just helping you through the race. Well, thinking about that now, it's it's been one year, correct? Since you started your first, or two years? No, it's it's roughly it's about a year and three months ish. Year and three months, okay. And how many since that race? How many have you done since? So after that Savage Race Dallas, I immediately signed up for Savage Race Houston because I uh, that was a month and a half later because I had family in Houston and I was like, oh well, I haven't seen them in a while, so let's sign up for that. And then I ran four this year and i ran all four savage or i've actually only run savage races so i've run six total counting that first one so wow. over the, yeah going based on each of those races you're improving you're getting better what have you been doing to get i guess you would say what is the things that you've done maybe that you've done in the past that you've reincorporated into your life that's improved those races weird because so i when i first started doing it i started working out like the same regimen that i would always work out just okay do do your warm-up go lift some weights do cardio do your warm-up do lift some weights do cardio uh kind of always doing that way and i've noticed that those races no matter how much you lift it's they're not like any any regular lifting that you can just simulate (laughs) you know what i mean it's yeah it's all different because uh you can sit there and do bench squat. Like the only thing I would say maybe that would, that is actually really beneficial to you is pull-ups and, and abs. Like pull-ups and back is in abs and they're the, basically your core for those races that I feel. I mean, some other people may think it's something different, but I think back and abs are your two main things that you need to have ready. But actually I've started changing it up a little bit because I have found a buddy who is, really into him that lives maybe the 30 minutes away uh he's actually real a lot of people know him on instagram is like never settled ninja a lot like he runs a lot of races and uh he 
has changed my entire workout completely. So everything is cardio based now. And so what, and I've seen, I follow a lot of things on like Instagram or Facebook, the, like the Spartan, like a lot of the Spartan race uh, yeah. elite guys. So one that I saw that I like doing is uh, I get on a treadmill and I'll put it on an complete, the highest incline that they have. Uh, and then I'll walk a minute. And then I'll oh, run a interval training. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then I'll grab some 45 pound weights and I'll walk up another minute or two minutes because then that works on full the bucket carry or the, your grip strength training, you know, and then after I run a minute, I'll get down and I'll do push-ups. I'll do 30 push-ups as fast as I can jump back on, start running again. Uh, so basically simulating never stopping. You know, because those races don't stop. You're running once you once you they say go. You don't stop until you hit the finish line. So, I really like what you just said there, because that that you, basically what you're saying before is you're originally doing more just like the benching and the leg presses, which is controlled. But in these environments and outdoors, it's not a controlled environment. And so working on things like the intermittent uh, the uh, interval training is key. It's incredible that yet you started doing that. Yeah, because uh, I started seeing especially during the uphill training like doing the incline stuff on treadmill because i ran you would run uphill for so long and then you put it flat and i would put it on a speed that i'm usually comfortable with and then i'd be basically running into the like the front of it because your legs are working so hard to keep you going uphill that when you're running flat your legs are kind of like well this is a lot easier you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so doing a lot of the interval stuff and yeah i think it really does because it teaches your body to uh kind of what's the word i'm looking for maybe just to conditioning yeah kind of in kind of working its way out and saying okay uh, well you you still have a little bit more to to do this like even though you're tired and you're breathing hard your muscles are still like oh no i got this you know what i mean that's you're going to be tired like for a lot of the race because it's stuff you've never done before i keep hearing every once in a while uh, especially down the run you probably heard this a few times as well pain is weakness leaving the body <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I found that one out. What race was that? Florida this year. I went to, me and a buddy went to Florida and ran the two races, the double in uh, in October. And I twisted my ankle like halfway Ooh. through that race. Like, and it was, it was when I came off of the, the Colossus, that big, the, the wall, and then you slide down the backside. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, I didn't realize it was a little shallow right when you come off that and my foot kind of came, went down a little bit. It basically kind of like jammed it into the ground when I came out of that water, which it was a freak accident. It's ne- like that never happens. You know, it's not like that was unsafe or anything. It's just that I was dumb. And instead of just going into the water, I immediately tried to go straight down. You know, that was my fault completely, but I ended up re- finishing the race with a hurt ankle. It, and it's weird because once you get like, yeah, it hurts for a minute, but then you kind of push through it. And then all of a sudden you forget about it. You know? <laughs> it's a scar. It's, it's one of those feelings that for the next few days, if you happen to feel it, like, oh yeah, I remember good, good times. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And I, and what's funny. And I, I still have, I have a picture of that actually. And I know exactly where it is because I sent it to all my friends and I was like, Hey, remember when I said my, my ankle's been hurting? I said, this is the exact moment. I did it, and it's you see my foot going kind of down. I'll have to send it to you, and I'll show you, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's just funny because that, like, it's captured in that moment whenever I got hurt and on in that one race, and it's kind of funny. It's kind of a, a cool memory for me because it's like, oh, well, I finished a race. I mean, usually, you know, when you, you go to those, you, you're like, oh, I'm hurt. You always make excuses on why I can't, 
and then I kind of tried to change that outlook to uh, why am I like why am I not finishing higher kind of thing. You know what I mean? I've ne- I'd never want to make an excuse again for why I can't do something. So I all, I'll always push myself past whatever I can, unless it's just something that's absolutely physically impossible. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, looking at the photo that caught my attention was your before and your after. You've you've made a huge change with the weight. I mean, you've dropped a lot. How much have you dropped since? I uh, like I said, I started out about three hundred. I got down to about. Uh, 225 and I hover right now at about 232 but I have a feeling I've I dropped I mean and that like you like we talked about before that's over it's it's all it takes a long time to put on and it's not like it I went into it thinking okay I'm gonna drop all this weight back and I'll just start all over I mean I've been going at it for I've been working out for almost two years and it's been about 75 pounds 75 to 80 pounds probably a fat loss but then I've gained some back and muscle mass again yeah so yeah it's it's weird it still it still gets me every time because i i keep those pictures in my in my phone you know and whenever i'm having a day where oh i don't want to be here or oh i'm tired you know what i mean i'll i'll pull those pictures up and kind of sit there and look at it and i don't want to say i'm talking to myself but it's just i kind of sit there and say like i don't want to be here again it's a visual affirmation yeah, exactly, and that's my motivation to push me through the day or through that workout that I'm really kind of like I don't want I don't want to be here kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a huge life change. I feel a whole lot better than I did uh, uh, two years ago, but that one's probably about two years ago. That's probably when I was at my worst. Well, so one of the things that you were talking about before, which seemed to hold you back, was the idea of going by yourself and. A lot of times when I'm racing, there's a lot of people I've spoken through, and that's almost a common thread of what people say is that they don't want to because they don't want to do it themselves by themselves. Uh, yeah. The worry of like what you were going through, you didn't, you weren't like caring about what people thought about you. You were more of worrying about what you thought of yourself, and which hinders everybody it is a huge crutch that people throw in them. And they can't seem to get past it. And it was obviously you were lucky to have two buddies to basically just commit you without you even having a choice, but they did something good for you. You know, when they finally did that, and it was the knowing that you had to make a choice because you could, even though they signed you up and said this is what's going to happen, you still had to say, okay, I'm going to do it. What was it that made you change, make you think, you know, I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to do something, and this was the key. What was it that made you said, I'm going to do it? I know they said they're going to, they've already signed you up, but you still had to say yes and commit to it. What was that? Really? Because I had, I had no reason. I, I had no, there was no more excuse that I could come up with on why I couldn't do it. You know, they, they had signed everybody up. We started in a group, had all had the start, uh, same start time. I mean, these are friends that I've had since high school who that's just two of my friends. And I mean, we have, I have a, a, cl- a close group of friends of six to eight of us. How am I supposed to tell them, Oh, Hey, Marshall and Kevin went and ran the race and Tyler backed out at the, at the starting line or he backed out a week before. I mean, why? Because I didn't feel like I wanted to. I had basically run into a wall of, I couldn't, 
do any more excuses and then finally just told myself like you know what just go do it and knock it out and surprise yourself so that's exactly what i did and afterwards now knowing that you've ran a few races and the people you've met they're all it's it's a common goal everybody's there to help you know if you ever had to go for a race yourself and no one else wanted to race would you feel pretty comfortable just going by yourself now i actually did so the so after that race after i ran that one with my buddies in September of last year in November of the same year, I went to Houston, ran by myself. I ran, I went to Florida with a friend. We ran those two. I went, I ran Dallas by myself and I ran Houston by myself. So really I've only run two or I've run half of them by myself and half of them with friends. And the thing is, is the people I've run with, the fitness level that we were both at at that time when we ran weren't even close. So you could really say that the first race I ran by myself because the only time I saw my friends that first race was at the starting line and at the finish line. They took off the first hundred yards and were at the first obstacle by the time I probably made it around the first turn, you know, because you could see, you can, on, on some of those straightaways, you can see way above, way in front of you, and that's the last time I saw them. So, right. You can really say I ran all of them by myself. Because, but they got you to the starting line. Yeah, basically they got me to the race, and then they wanted to. They had their goals to hit. I had my goals to hit, so they went for theirs, and I went for mine. It's kind of cool that you allowed them to go. I didn't really have any issue because there's so many times I've met where people were just complaining that the guys took off or the girls took off. They didn't stay with the group, but they have their own goals, and um, it's pretty cool that um, it didn't have an issue with you. And I mean, it's it's one of those things. You it's. It's all going to be based on, because everybody's different, you know, so it's all going to be based on how you know your friend is or the group of people you're with. So right. say my friends, they knew that I can, uh, that I wouldn't care. You know, it's not like I'm one of those people, uh, I was going to hide it and say, no, I, I don't care. And then if they got and they ran off and then I'd be upset with them. Everybody knows their friends. They've been friends. That's why they're friends with them. So if you know your buddy's going to be really upset, I mean, I wouldn't just run off from him or something because, I mean, sometimes people do need help. I mean, but oh, yeah. one thing that my friend does that he, when he runs races, my, uh, my buddy Jared, he uh, several times he'll go run a Spartan race and he'll run one in the competitive heat and then he'll run one in the open waves with all his friends. So and he'll do this. He'll do them back to back to where he'll run with his friends or he'll run one for his time because he wants to hit his goals. And then he'll run one with his friends because he wants to run with his friends. That is a great idea. So, yeah. It, and it's, and to be honest, I mean, what does it hurt him? Cause he's still getting the extreme workout in for running two races. And that's what we did in Florida. The, we kind of set out that Saturday, the Saturday race, we both ran the competitive wave and, uh, both did our own thing. And then Sunday, was the kind of, okay, this is for, we're going to work on, he gets 100% completion every time. But for me, it was more of, okay, on the obstacles that I typically have a harder time at, hey, if you fall, go try it again. Hey, if you fall, go try it again. It, the time really didn't care, didn't matter to us on that one. That was more for fun and kind of helping yourself for the next one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, looking at, we're just around a corner, New Year's is about to hit. Have you thought about what kind of goals you've set for next year? Uh, so I've already signed up for my first one for next year, and it's going to be over in Fort Worth. But my goal for next year, so I have like a long-term goal that I've already set and that I want to do. Uh, and it's one of those things that I feel it's if I 
applied myself that I could do it, but it's one of those things that it's maybe very unlikely. Cause it's, it's going to stretch you basically. So, Something is just, yeah, exactly. Okay. There's some freak athletes out there that are in some crazy good shape. So next year's goal, I've, I always, always, always fall short of a hundred percent completion. There's always, so say like the savage race, the, uh, uh, sawtooth always gets me. The monkey bars always get me that one. All, and then I, I have to get a hundred percent completion, not have to, but, that's my goal is a hundred percent completion and obviously knocking down my uh, mile time. So I don't like looking at the overall race time because every race is different. Right. And, uh, every race is a different length. So I like to divide my time by the amount of miles to kind of see what my pace is. And I, I, I keep track with my pace more than I do my overall time. That's good. So, that's I actually really that good. Down. There's so many people that will go like if you do one race or another, like you said, that not every race is going to be the same. You have a different course. Uh, unless you race the same course the, either the same year or the following year, there's really no way to truly track and see if you've done better because you're not racing the same course you did before. And um, yeah, the pace idea, that's a really good way of thinking of it because you're now focusing really on what you can control and not really what's going on in the environment around you. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, how are you supposed to, oh, I ran this one in two hours. Oh, I ran this one an hour and a half. Oh, okay, well, that one that was two hours, it was 10 miles. The one that was an hour and a half was five. You, you know, you know. so every, I mean, even if it's just a tenth of a mile longer or two-tenths of a mile longer, it's still going to mess with your overall time. So the the pace thing is just something that it it may not work for everybody, but it's just something that I've come up with to kind of gauge where I'm at and where I want to be. So that's that's kind of how I've started looking at it recently. Now, leading up to a race, do you do any type of, you know, some people talk about the carb loading or some people do intermittent fasting or like, is there anything that you do specifically that you feel that might help you? No, I, the only thing that I do differently is maybe two to three days before a race, I'll stop working out or I'll, I won't, not say working out, I'll stop lifting so that I'm not sore or that my muscles aren't tired. I may go on a 10, 12 mile bike ride or like a a two or three mile run, but I won't, I won't lift. That's the only thing that I change. I don't like changing my diet because your body gets so used to your diet and why change it right before the race, even, you know, so I may eat, I may change breakfast from just something that is a little bit, can kind of sustain energy a little bit more, but maybe that's about it. Not, not, not to where you, you go carbo load the day before. I just, I'm sure it works. It's just not for me. Not totally cool. That's yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I've been wanting to do this just as almost a joke, but the next race or one of the races next year, I want to go in with a big, huge to go box of Alfredo, Alfredo pasta, just have this massive Alfredo to go box and act like I'm going to eat that right at the starting line. Because I don't know if you ever saw the office that there was a sign where he did a race and he's like, okay, we got a carb load. And so he's just scarfing down this tons of, um, Alfredo pasta. It didn't go so well for him during the race, but I figured how cool would that be at the starting line? Someone's literally looking over and someone's just scarfing down. I'm not going to really eat it all, but just the idea, I wonder what people might say. Oh, could you imagine doing that in like the uh, the pro wave or the? Oh yeah, <laughs> the like elite side. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they would look at you like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, but I, I'm that, gonna do it. I don't know when. I'm definitely gonna do it. 
what are you going to do with it though? Just like run with it for a little bit and then toss it to the side or throw it on the person behind you or. <laughs> See, I haven't figured that part out yet. I just don't, I don't know what, it might have to be, I'll have to carry it until I get to like a first point where there's a trash can, which kind of sucks because there's an extended amount of time to carry. But just the thought of running and having it, I just think it'd be funny. Or you can just carry a bag and then just throw, a, throw all your pasta and then run with a backpack of spaghetti on you. Nice. That, if you get, you know, if you get, if you get hungry later in the race you can take some <laughs> bring a couple of forks and just share it around yeah exactly it's like oh it's like somebody's like cramping up or their stomach's starting to hurt it's like hey i got some pasta in my <laughs> yeah oh man that would be funny <laughs> may, may not be, may, may not be too good after some of the mud obstacles but hey just a little just a little extra flavoring right yep so you got some really good stuff set up for next year it seems like you did go through a life change where you were athletic when you were younger, and as a couple of years later, um, you've gained a lot of weight, but it was just because you really had no reason. I mean, you didn't have the commitments that you had to be with your teams. Uh, jumping into an obstacle race seemed to have changed your life. Do you feel like it's kind of reset your passion and what you're wanting to do? Absolutely. Uh, there, there's like a, I mean, there's obviously a, a big, a big life event that kind of has kept my focus on it probably more than it would just an average runner. That and something that I don't want to fall back into. It's going to make a change in you. Yeah, and it's it's just one of those things that, I mean, it, and, and I don't do it just to kind of run a race or whatever. I do it because I want to stay healthy, you know what I mean? I don't, you see a lot of a lot of people who kind of, say, drink a lot or they the, they do that. I mean, I don't want to do that anymore. So I just, I kind of stick to, that's my, that's my drug is the, is the running and training. Yeah, you've, you've lived, you've had different sets in life. You've had different life changes and um, you're in a new course. You're changing the way you eat or the things that you used to do. It's, it's a natural effect that happens because of it. Looking into being that this is kind of a, a shift, you know, you don't want to go back. And every time you look back at when you're saying you're pulling out those photos, just to kind of remind you with the days that you don't want to either work out or something, you look at what you were like in the past, those things kind of keep you on track. Looking at, has there been other people that you've either uh, kind of like associated yourself with that used to hold you back that maybe have changed their perspective of life, maybe looking into doing some stuff as well? I don't want to say held me back but just kind of one of those things like again it always goes back to what you want to do so uh, and how are you going to change yourself but I mean when your group of friends wants to go go out and go do something are you going to tell them no I want to go to the gym or hey like it's stuff like that like there are some times where you have to kind of draw the line and that's kind of because that like you said you saw the before and after picture that before picture I'm I just, I mean, I cropped everybody out, but I'm at a, I'm at a bar with a friend, my friends, you know what I mean? Right. So that's kind of where it was. And I, and I, I knew that just continuing doing that wasn't going to, wasn't going to cut it. So yeah, you can still go out, like go out with your friends like I do, uh, to your friends. You're not just going to disappear from them. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, so, so that, because I mean, they, they're there for you in your hardest times. I mean, so you, you still go hang out with them, but drink as much like I'll, I'll maybe have like one or two but i don't i just don't i don't do it anymore so that's kind of really what it, that was is and then another thing i've always had going against me is just kind of my build i've always been a kind of a stockier guy you know i've never been i mean my dad was a my dad was a an offensive lineman and he was a 
played football. He was a stocky guy. So I have the genetics working against me as well. That's another thing that kind of always is in the back of my mind, knowing whatever that person over there is going to do, you're going to have to do double as much just because that's your genetics. Everybody's different. Everybody has their strengths and goals. What's, what's that saying that you uh, you always hear like, – if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it's always going to know it, it. It's going to. It's always know it's going to fail. You know what I mean? So everybody's different, and you just got to place yourself in the right way to succeed in those races. You can't just mold yourself like, oh well, a runner is a runner, because those races aren't just running. You could you could put a, one of the person that run the Boston Marathon and a guy who is the top racer in like say the Spartan Elite Series and I guarantee you they hang with each other because that runner is can't hang in some of the obstacles if that makes any sense no it does there's so that it's always you always have to gear yourself on what you're good at not what the person next to you is good at because like I said you're everybody's built different everybody's better good at different things everybody struggles at different things so it's work on the things you're good at and work on the things you're not good at to kind of that can kind of help you well that's what i love about these obstacle races i mean the, the way that the way they build the obstacle races the, the, the how they design them there's some points where things seem to be easier for some others and um, and the thing about it is that it helps these obstacles tell no lies into the person themselves because they literally show every i wouldn't say the weakness it shows where they need improvement and so whenever any person goes through them, there's always going to be something that they're going to need to approve on. And these types of races reveal that in a very natural way, and which is a, a good way because you can look at it and be, you know, not feel bad about it. You can look at it and be like, this is awesome. I suck at this one. I got to keep working at it. And it gives you a goal for exactly. the next time around. And that's kind of what I, I, I do, like the, uh, the sawtooth. The sawtooth on Savage Race still gets me so upset because the past three races that i ran i fell on the same exact bar on every time i did it yeah and it, it you do you just got to work on uh, well when you fail it then okay well i know i need to do more pull-ups i need to work on my grip strength because i always slip at the like at the end it's always working on what you need to work at but making sure you still work on the things you're good at so that you're still good at them don't change the course because oh i'm already good at that i don't need to work at it but we keep going back to it. Everybody's different, but as long as you can perfect the things that you're good at and then get better at the things that you need to work on, then you can finish anywhere. Because one of the last races I ran, it was kind of funny. I ran and I fin- I crossed the finish line with this, or no, I was already finished and this guy crosses the line and his parents were like, no, man, you were doing, you did well. And, you know, he, this dude was half my size. Because uh, I've always struggled with running. I mean, I'm 5'10", 225, 230, you know, so I'm a I'm a husky guy, so I, I just get out there and do as much as I can. But this dude was built like a runner, you know, and he we started at the same time, and I beat him. So it was one of those things, like, that guy is really built a lot more for running, but maybe he struggled on some of the obstacles, you know, that I just zoomed right through or – and that's the same thing as anybody else that can run. If uh, just because you you don't run well doesn't mean you can't succeed and surpass goals that you have. Absolutely, I'm. It, it, it's it's funny because 
you say that the whole upper body, like he's just not working out. Friends always ask me like, what do you what do you do to to kind of get ready? That you know, because going into going into your first one, you have you really don't know other than YouTube what you're going to be looking at, you know. Yeah. And whenever I first ran that first race, and I I still get there every from now because all the obstacles always change, and for every race has its different obstacles. But there's muscles that I didn't even realize, you know, that are so sore. <laughs> that you use them so much in those races. Yeah. That you kind of sit, you start sitting there thinking like, how do I work that out at the gym? You know, and it, the, really the only thing is you can kind of get close to it, but you still got to, it's just, it's just, I've, there's some things that you're, wow, I'm so sore. And you can work out every day of your life, but run one of those races and then something still be sore because you've never worked that out. Yeah, you know, it's, it's always a good feeling, though. <laughs> works out by, yeah, right. Who 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 works out by going and running through a mud pit, or who goes and works out by running up a half pipe, or doing monkey bar? You know, it's it's hard to simulate some of the training things unless you actually are just continuously running. The only thing that I felt that's for indoor activities that seems to trigger some of the type of muscle groups is surprisingly enough crossfit and there's a level of there's if you if you do it right and you have someone that's monitoring ensuring that you're doing things properly so you're not pulling a muscle or doing something incorrect but man the some of the things that they put you through for indoors obviously you can't get perfect but there's so many repetition things for the basic movements and when you start getting those done correctly you do you actually do fire off a lot of the muscle groups that you would normally uh, do outside but uh, out of every type of workouts I've done, that's been the only thing that I think that's kind of triggered the the same type of muscle groups. Really, and see, I've never I've never done CrossFit, and so and it, it's been something that I've I've thought about trying. I have a, a friend uh, I went to school with from Canada who she's a uh, she kind of helps me with some of the training stuff, and I've mentioned to her that I was going to do CrossFit, and she's always tells me be be careful because a lot of those things are just to kind of get the weight up in the, the you kind of lose the form because you're, you're trying to work, work on speed so much that you lose the, lose the form. Yep. But like you said, if you have somebody monitoring you and have somebody making sure that you're keeping the form, uh, while you're doing it, because I have another friend who lives down in Houston who does CrossFit and he says he's in the best shape of his life. So like you said, it's, it's all monitoring that I've, thought about trying it uh, i kind of want to to now that you say that to kind of see if i can help simulate some of the things but you have you have people who are actual trainers and they do physical therapy and stuff and they tell you to kind of be careful with it then that's kind of why i always i've just never done so i've just stuck to kind of having them help me help, helping me with my training regimen so and it's one of those things if you do if you do do crossfit you can't just go in there and immediately start just throwing up weights and kind of you know you've got to work on the you have to be humble. You really have to realize that yeah. there are going to be women right beside you that will dominate you when it comes to weight, and you just and you're not able to do it. No big deal. They weren't able to do it at one point. And if you have someone, especially a place, if it happened to be a CrossFit, if they teach you a foundation before you even get to step into the class, like if they have four or five or six days or ten days or so where you learn proper form, 
As long as you stick with the form, weight really doesn't matter. Weight adds on as you get a better form. When you have the proper form, you yeah. can add that weight without causing problems. But the, the form, some people just don't learn. And that's why you have to find the right place. And if they have a, a foundations class beforehand, usually you know you got a, a good place that's going to train you right. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you say that there's you could have somebody next to you doing twice to three times as much. Have you seen the CrossFit games on, like, whenever they show those on ESPN? Oh, yeah. There's some, dude, there are some uh, female athletes in there that would absolutely destroy me. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, and I—I I mean, because I—I mean, I'll hold my own when I work out, but they're throwing stuff up that I don't even know if I—like, you sit there and can I even do that? You know, I mean, and they're doing it perfect form, and they're doing it on sprints and everything, and it's kind of—you're right, it's crazy. Like, but again, they have the, like it goes back to just being safe with it. Look where it can take you. But yeah, mm. at the CrossFit Games, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thinking about if you had. You knew someone that's wanting to do something, uh, one of these races, but then they're afraid to going, uh, trying it. Maybe they don't have someone to go by with them, but they're, they've been struggling with the idea. They want to do it, but they keep saying no. Is there anything that you could say to them that you like, you know, something you've experienced that could maybe help them feel like they could do it too? Yeah. Uh, one thing that always kind of gets me because I've never really, I've never been, like I said, I didn't want to do it by myself or, and I still get that some way when I'm in the gym working out. I don't want to, if I'm working out next to somebody, I don't like doing some workouts because I don't want them to watch me. But everybody starts somewhere. Now, the person that's sitting there next to you, say, running uh, seven or eight minute miles, I'm sure they didn't just run their first race and start running seven or eight minute miles like during those races. You know, everybody starts somewhere and there's always got to be a starting line somewhere. So just know that even if you're doing it by yourself, one thing that motivates me now is like none of my friends, only like two of my friends run these races with me. So I can use that against my friends. Like, well, at least I do it. You know? <laughs> so that's kind of my motivation is even if you, if you're struggling to say like, Oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. It's kind of just know that there's everybody starts somewhere and there's somebody out there in that race that it's also their first time. It's one of those kind. and those races are real good about like getting you out of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? If they get you, get you all hyped up before the races and stuff, I mean, and they're fun. So it just, you gotta, you gotta just kind of flip the switch and say, all right, we're going to, we're going to finally, finally knock it out. Nice. Draw on the line and just not uh, accept anything, but to go through it. Exactly. Cause I mean, that, race may maybe it's not maybe that it may not be for you but maybe it helps you find something you know what i'd like something then you go home and you find something that would gonna help you change your life you know maybe oh i really like i'd rather lift more weights than i run these the races you know maybe it's it, it there's always it, it's a given it's a kind of a catch you know because maybe you run the race and you don't like it that you don't like it but it helps you find somewhere something that you do yeah <laughs> Well, man, Tyler, this was, it was really good. I'm, I'm happy that you were able to come on. I, I love that you were able to tell your story because I think a lot of people go through the same worries and that holds them back just as much as it held you back and how you were able to get through it and change your life. There's, there's so many people out there that are going through that same thing and hearing that they're not alone 
and that it can be done, and you've just shown that it can be done. I think that's the coolest part about being able to speak with everybody, to allow us to share their story, because it lets them know they're not the only ones out there. Everybody has their own reasons that have held them back or, or struggle that maybe had to go through. You've been able to beat that. It's showing. You can clearly see that. And even the way you're expressing like how you feel from now and what you used to be like and what you are now, there's a it's not just a change in the physical aspect. There's a mental aspect. There's a life change. Everything seems to go in a more positive way. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that with everybody. And um, I hope someone hears it and actually has that same experience as, you know what, I'm going to do it too. You know, I've never really thought of it like that, to be honest with you. And that is, that is pretty, uh, pretty sweet because somebody you don't even know could be across the like on the other side could be in you know on the other side of the country it could be somebody in canada you know yep uh, it transcends that. the location of where we're at yeah exactly so that is that is i've never thought of it that way but that is pretty sweet uh thanks for pointing that one out to me too because that's another thing just kind of keeping keep in mind too Oh yeah, you can't go back now. You're, <laughs> you've been committed. You're stuck to doing only the good yeah, stuff to right. help get you better. Right? Yeah, I can't. I can't go back now because what happens if somebody hears the story and then they go look at my, go look at my pictures two years from now and I'm back to where I was, you know? So I can't. I can't let people down now. <laughs> well, that's actually a pretty so. good point. If someone wanted to follow you and find out more, maybe you try to reach out to you. What's the best way? I I start an Instagram on that, and it's just Tyler Perry underscore OCR and then Facebook. Those are just, those are my two, uh, social media that I stick on. The OCR thing is, uh, or Instagram is the only thing I post on there is either races or my other passion hunting. So, uh, those are usually anything that has to do with races goes straight on there after the race or before the race, one of the two. Yeah. Facebook is kind of just keeping in touch with old friends and everything. But Instagram, if it's to help out would be to racing is what I'm on there. So, so yeah, so basically if someone wanted to uh, want to reach out, Instagram's probably the best way is to follow you on your Instagram page, which I'll I'll add a link on our page to where you're at on Instagram so they can, you know, find you and if they want message you from there. Absolutely. Yeah, go right ahead. Well, man, thank you again for coming on, taking the time and sharing your story and um I appreciate the time that you uh, spent and I guess that's it. I've this has been great. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me. That was it for this episode. If you enjoyed this show as much as I did speaking with Tyler, if you could take a moment, go to mymuddyshoe.com forward slash iTunes. It'll take you right to my iTunes page, which will allow you to give a review about the show. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. I want this show to get bigger and better, and it takes a tribe to make this happen. These reviews help not only myself know what you want to hear, but also lets people know what the show's about in your perspective. That helps me get found a lot easier. So your little moment of time will make a big difference in this show. So again, I do appreciate if you could take the time to do that. Also, if you could go and start following us on uh, my social accounts, I have a, a Twitter account, an Instagram account, and a Facebook account. And if you want to go to those and find out where I'm at, just go to mymuddyshoe.com forward slash follow us. It'll give you every link on how to find me. Take a moment, share it, and share it with your friends. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great week. New Year's is a come around the corner. If you haven't thought about it yet, it might be a good time to start planning out your year goals. So that is it. I'm Travis Stowe, your host of the Muddy Shoe Podcast. I'm out of here.